Hey guys, it's Nate. It's time for another bite size. This week's bite-sized episode, I'm gonna take a I wanted to take a few minutes to talk about uh MTG or Magic the Gathering Arena. And uh I have a fairly long history with just Magic the Gathering as a general rule. Um I first came across this game, I would probably say in like seventh or eighth grade. Uh, a bunch of guys were playing it in the cafeteria and uh it just seemed like uh, and it was like guys in junior high and then you know freshmen sophomores junior seniors like it like guys were just and I, I did you know i was i was a pretty huge nerd but this this game sort of everybody was kind of play, all, like all the guys were playing it for a little while and uh you know i've talked before about uh, just sometimes when I when, when I was growing up a little bit, my parents were not super big into D and D and stuff like that. And uh, anyways, uh, at the time, you know, when when my first sort of like foray into the Magic the Gathering world went sort of awry, uh, I was playing a black white deck at the time, and. Uh, Black, if you're familiar with the game, tends to sort of be uh, it references like a lot of like demons and it, it tends to be sort of like death magic and stuff like that. And, you know, it's just it's a mechanic. It doesn't mean anything. But at the time, my parents sort of they found my deck and I think I, I had a card called uh, Demonic Tutor in there, which just and I had some other cards in there. I think like a couple of them were called like dark ritual. Uh, and it, it was just like, they were just cards to play the game. But uh, anyways, yeah. So they, they kind of freaked out about that and uh, ended up throwing away my cards. Um, and I, I was a little upset about that. I was actually pretty upset about that, but then they, they ended up getting me this uh, weird sort of like Christiany, Bible ripoff version of MTG, uh, and that was fine. And that, that that I don't remember. Like I remember thinking that that game was okay, but just I couldn't get anybody to play it with me. And uh, you know, the thing about those types of games, like, is like if you can't get anybody to play, then it's not really all that much fun. And uh, anyways. So, you know, you fast forward to, uh, you know, Nate in his early 20s, like 23, 24. Um, I was, uh, you know, I was, had a roommate for a little while, uh, a guy named Craig. And uh, we, we were super nerds. Like uh, he had original uh, World of Warcraft on his uh, computer and we would, you know, I would, spend hours on that when he was at work and you know uh and just kind of yeah we were just super nerds and we started getting back into magic the gathering and uh probably i'd say for the next uh, almost 10 years i played the mess out of that game uh spent a lot of money like hundreds if not um thousands of dollars on that game uh buying cards uh you know not not just like singles but like boxes and boxes and boxes and uh 
I just really, really enjoyed that game. And then when I moved out to Johnstown here about 10 years ago, 10, 11 years ago, I kind of hit a point when I was out here for a few years, the first couple of years, I ended up, well, I ended up getting a job at a GameStop and I, I actually met some guys who played Magic uh, fairly frequently. And so I kind of got into playing with them a couple of times a week. And, uh, it, it, you know, I wasn't nearly spending nearly as much money because I didn't have nearly as much money at that point in time. But, um, and, and, you know, I, but I, tended to play like standard format, which can be pretty expensive, even if just like, because basically the cards cycle out. Used, I think it used to be at like every three to four months or something like that. And so there's constantly new cards being cycled into the meta and it just gets expensive. Like even, even outside of that and, and outside of that too, like, you know, just to build sort of like a top tier deck usually required a fairly, uh, decent chunk of money and so you know for a few years I, I i played with those guys and then just got to a point where i didn't hang out with those guys as much as i had uh as i used to and i kind of uh you know i i wasn't playing nearly as much i didn't have as many people to play with again and so i i needed some money and so at one point in time i just sold off everything that i had i think i kept like a deck or two uh and, but I just kind of like hit a point where I was like, ah, I just don't have time for it. Well, uh, you know, and so, you know, fast forward about 10 years and, uh, about a month ago, I get a text message from my buddy, Craig, the very same Craig that I had roomed with and, and started playing the game with again. And, uh, he said, have you heard of this Magic the Gathering Arena? And and I had actually had the the beta installed on my laptop for a while. Uh, and I had played a, f a few hands or a few rounds on it. And I, I just didn't kind of, I was like, okay, the, like I saw, I saw the appeal, but I also just kind of, it, it didn't really land with me. Um, but you know, Craig, like I said, put a bug in my ear and he said, well, you know, there's a handful of us that are going to start using this again and start playing on this again. And he said, you should check it out. You know, it's free. You can get a whole bunch of cards for free and stuff. And, uh, you know, he, he linked me to a, a site with a bunch of, uh, codes for free packs and stuff like that. And, and then just even playing the game, I, I was unlocking decks and stuff. And so I, I started, you know, a couple weeks ago, I sort of did a hard dive back into the world of Magic the Gathering. And uh, just for anybody, like I tend to be a blue player. And so blue is like very heavy control. I like to sort of run the board, so to speak. And, and, and also like in the last 10 years, there's been a ton of mechanical changes and shifts. And I just kind of, uh, it's been interesting coming back to it. But like I said, I, I sort of went down the rabbit hole pretty hard <laughs> for a week or two. And I, I was pretty much playing nothing. I was staying up to like 1230, one o'clock, just playing this game, uh, trying to sort of unlock more cards and, and just sort of tweaking decks. At the time, I had cobbled together a blue black rogue deck. And I, and I ended up finding out later that it's actually a pretty dominant uh a fairly decent deck within the, the current meta is that like 
similar to what I was doing with with my deck, and uh, and I played a couple of uh, a couple variants of the same deck that I was playing with that were a lot faster. And, and of course, like you see that, and so you do some more tweaking and tuning, and uh, but yeah. So currently, I'm I'm playing a blue black rogue slash mill deck, um, and it's fun. You know, I have fun. I I win a pile of games. Uh, I I lose some too. You, you know, it's uh, it's it's kind of a fifty fifty split. But there's uh, I got my I got my teeth kicked in by a mutate deck the other night. Uh, mutate slash token deck that just the dude had like fifty tokens, fifty one one tokens on the board. And I just was like, oh okay, like cool, <laughs> that's it. Um, but there's just there's a lot of new stuff going on in the game. But I think one of the things I really like about Magic: The Gathering Arena, and I just sort of for anybody who who is maybe sort of in a similar space where they liked Magic: The Gathering, but like it was just it's it was an expensive game to keep up with. I think what I like about Arena is that. Uh, in a lot of ways, I don't have to spend money. Uh, there are certainly options to spend money and buy sort of in-game currency, and you can use that to unlock more packs. You can use that to uh, get some cosmetics. There's uh, The game actually has sort of a seasonal play structure too um, going on, and, and I think that's that's pretty interesting. But, I mean, just playing the game, and as long as you, you're sort of winning some games here and there, um, you're going to unlock cards and unlock new decks. I mean, they offer new decks all the time with some some with different conditions. Like it's like cast twenty blue or green spells. And so if you you're playing a blue deck or a green deck, like, you know, you can sort of churn through that pretty quickly. I unlocked, I think, ten or eleven decks just by playing the game and just by playing people with different colors decks that I have and, and sort of, and so it, it gives you a fairly healthy card base without, without any really substantial um, financial investment. I mean, it's just, you're just playing the game and uh, it gives you a bunch of cards for free. I think one of the other things that I, I really do like about it is you know, I I had mentioned like, and again, it's it's primarily primarily a financial sort of angle to this thing, where I just think that it's pretty advantageous for most people. But um, to, I remember sometimes I, you would have to buy like single cards, or like you needed like three copies of a very specific rare or whatever, because there's you know, if you're not familiar with the game, there's uh, there's four types of rarity there used to be three but then a few years ago they added mythic uh but it's common uncommon legendary and then uh mythic and so it's a, like common you get a whole bunch of them uncommons you still get a pile of them but they're not as common as commons uh legendaries you get like one out of every 15 and then mythics it's like a one in 40 to 50 chance that your legendary will be a mythic instead like they they show up even less than legendaries um and and these cards have you know based on their rarity have uh you know different like they they might be more they're they're more effective more efficient um there's there's a whole the, the the actual game is sort of all about resource management and uh I, I one of the things I love about the game is like I just love deck building. I love sort of tinkering around and playing with ideas and seeing if I can get a deck to do something. Um just kind of weird and new and uh 
yeah, it's just, it's, it's fun. And then, you know, just the sort of like tinkering around and, and the refining a deck and refining a deck until you have like just a, a, a neat little like crafted experience. Um, and, and I, I think sometimes like I like to win like everybody else does, but I think sometimes if I have a deck that just can sort of, you know, play well, you know, that has like a neat trick to it or a neat sort of rhythm to it, uh, that can almost be as satisfying sometimes, if not more satisfying than just like the straight win. Um, if the, if there's a good idea, a clever idea and it, and it's implemented well, that's, that's always fun. Um, so like the, the hook is, that's, that's one of the big hooks for me. But like I said, uh, coming back to it, like financially, there's just, you can get a lot of cards for free. And, uh, even with like, sort of like you'll earn packs to open digitally and you, you can earn these things called wild cards that you can actually redeem those wild cards for like any, any card of the, the matching, uh, rarity. So like if you have a, a common wild card, you can redeem that for any common rarity card, uh, uncommon for, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And, uh, that really sort of makes deck building pretty convenient, uh, makes it pretty easy to put stuff together. Um, and you can, uh, there's a ton of sites now that actually just, you can export, uh, deck lists. Like if you, if you're looking at sort of building a deck, uh, you can export deck lists straight to your arena account. And then, you know, you can fill it out and, and change it and tweak it and stuff, which I thought was interesting. That's really not my, my speed or that's not how I, I like to play the game, but you know, that, that is available. But, uh, anyways, I've just been playing the mess out of it. I, 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 I love that game. I love sort of, like I said, the, the sort of, uh, you know, putting a deck together and sort of tooling around and playing with it. I think, uh, there's a ton of different modes there's a ton of different formats available. Uh, they've got a ton of events. Like I said, there is sort of a, a seasonal play sort of ranking and you unlock different uh, rewards based on how you do throughout the season. Uh, I, I really, I'm pretty impressed with the, the entire sort of op, uh, the whole, uh, yeah, it, the, the whole thing is like, you know, like I said, you can play it on your iPhone, you can play it on an Android dev device, uh, you can play it on your PC. I, I'm for, I you know, I was kind of bummed because I can't put it on my Kindle, but, you know, maybe they'll get there eventually. And if they don't, I, like I said, I, I have it on my PC and I have it on my iPhone. So uh, if, if anybody's listening to this and you guys want to play, uh, let me know, shoot me a friend request on there. Uh, of course, I'm Nate underscore McKeever. Uh, on on that platform so yeah because what what else would i be um like i said right now i'm playing a blue black uh, primarily a blue black rogue slash mill deck yes i know that's a fairly established meta but uh i i did sort of come by mine honestly i sort of saw some of the synergies and put it together and i, I thought it's fun and then i saw that a bunch of other people were doing something very similar so sorry uh but it's fun and it doesn't win all the time, though it does win a good bit. Anyways, but if you guys want to play, uh, like I said, Nate underscore McKeever, or uh, you know, get a hold of me on Facebook, Twitter, or or whatever. And yeah, I'd love to, you know, throw down throw down on some hands uh, with with whoever. So, you know, like I said, guys, just sort of wanted to take a couple minutes to talk about it. I think it's great. I think it's a, like I said, it's it's a. Uh, I I think it's a very 
cool way to sort of get into the MTG scene. Uh, and I, I like the fact that like financially it's very, there's very, li- there's very little to almost no buy-in uh, with, with the, the game. So, but uh, until next time guys, I mean, you know, the things like behave yourselves and uh, I'll catch you next time guys. Right. Good night. so much for listening to this episode of the backlog breakdown if you want to join in the conversation you can email us at the backlog breakdown at gmail.com or join our facebook group the backlog book club on facebook and on twitter our handle is at bb downcast of course you can also catch nate and i on our social media platforms like facebook twitter and the gg app i go by broccolope that's spelled b-r-o-c-c-o-l O-P-E, and Nate goes by Nate underscore McKeever. Till next time, loggers, you keep beating down those backlogs, and we'll keep breaking down the benefits. Hey there, I'm Wes, and I run the Henshin Dab Podcast. If you don't know what that is, well... It's a one-man show where I talk about all the things that you need to know about the tokusatsu genre from Japan. If you've seen shows like Power Rangers and Ultraman, then you've seen tokusatsu. And I just happen to think those types of shows are pretty cool. So come on over and take a listen as I discuss all the current and retro happenings in the genre. You can find it over at anchor.fm forward slash henshindad. I'll see you there, and don't forget, henshin a go-go, baby!